0: You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, time for your preview pod. Time to get you ready for Clemson and the 46-point spread. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Syracuse podcast. We're here with you every single weekday, wherever you get your podcast. Tim Leonard anti tyler you can follow the show on twitter we will be live tweeting the game or as much as we can stomach at least the first half probably yeah at
1: lo underscore maybe just the first quarter but first yeah (laughs) our goal is the first half i think later on in the show we're going to talk about what is going to make this game a success for syracuse for us from a social media standpoint what is going to make this a success for us is if we go through the first half
0: yeah, and we say that, I mean, we will we'll probably tweet some in the second half, especially if the freshman quarterbacks get involved, because then it'll be mm-hmm. actually like must-see TV. But we will dive into that and a couple other fake prop bets in our prop shop to round out uh, this week's episode. If you're a loyal listener, you're used to the prop shop. Ty made a little bit of a comeback on me last week, so it's getting a little tighter. Got to hold on to my lead there. And then We'll also get you Anthony DeBundo over at the Daily Orange. We always have DeBundo's digits. He is deep into the analytics. You might remember we had him on before the season. He does a great job over at the Do, leading our Syracuse scoop standings right now
1: with mm-hmm. two scoops so far. That's so the most will... important digit he he goes or that he's in right. possession of right now. He doesn't like to tout it, and I, I've already listened to his report this week. He doesn't tout it, but he, stu- he okay. should start. He's holding on to yeah. that lead.
0: Yeah, that's that's a big honor to be ahead in the locked on Syracuse scoop standings so far. So he's got the lead by a narrow margin. We'll see how long he can keep it, but stay tuned for Debundo's digits. He does a great job breaking down basically all the analytical side of things of this matchup, which obviously is a lopsided matchup. So let's start on the Clemson side of things. It's it's a really good football team. <laughs> like like that's the that's the takeaway right away. They're the number one team in the country. They have just bulldozed their entire competition so far. They're coming off a 73-7 win on the road at Georgia Tech, a team Syracuse did beat. But still, I mean, that's kind of a glimpse of what this game could become, and that's why, partially, the spread is so outrageous because now they're back at home, and they're taking on, obviously, a very wounded Syracuse defense. So it has bounced around. I think the line that we're sticking with for our picks later on when we do make our picks is 46 right now. But the story on Clemson's pretty simple. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is back. He's probably going to win the Heisman. I saw he's minus 155 right now, Heisman odds. And Travis Etienne is back. And then they've got a lot of depth and a lot of skill players around that. It's Dabo Sweeney, and this is just what we're accustomed to now with
1: the Tigers. And the amazing thing about it is they're doing it without one of their best weapons on the outside. Justin Ross is not playing this year because of a health condition. And I've seen on Twitter he started to make his comeback a little bit, which is good to see for him because he's going to be a stud at the next level, one of the best players on this Clemson offense. But when... So in the NFL, on Wednesdays, they have pretty much the only meeting that they have as a team, and this is team to team. Every single team does it this way. And they go over... One of the big things they go over in that comprehensive meeting is who are the game wreckers on the other side, on both sides of the ball. I don't know what the timeline is for college. I'm guessing all that is pushed up a day to Tuesdays because they play Saturdays instead of Sundays. But that game wrecker segment that Syracuse is going to be going through, (laughs) it's a long list. Yeah, It's a very, very long list. I mean, of course, you know Trevor Lawrence, Amari Rogers, Travis Etienne, but even you get into some other guys on the defensive side of the ball. Nolan Turner's fantastic in the secondary. And that's something that the Syracuse team... In the past, has exploited, is the secondary of Clemson to a degree because when they used to have Tanner Muse back there, that's the guy they would want to go after because he was a little bit bigger, a little slower. You could beat him over the top and a guy like Taj Harris or in the past, Ambed or Phillips, those guys could get beyond the safeties and then it's a simple pitch and catch and you could create some pretty easy deep balls off of a guy like Tanner Muse when he is pressed up. But you can't do that now with Nolan Turner back there. He's an All-American candidate, and especially an All-American candidate now that one of those spots is up for grabs with Andre Sisco out for the year. So there's so many game-wreckers on this team, and that's something that Syracuse is going to have to deal with in this game. And they don't have the pieces, especially when you think of up front. That defensive line is going to create a lot of havoc. And how is Syracuse going to respond? Whoever the quarterback ends up being for the majority of the game, How much time are they going to have to throw? It's probably going to be two, two and a half seconds at best. So there's going to be a lot of things throughout this game that is going to be frustrating for Syracuse fans.
0: Yeah, it's honestly kind of amazing because it feels like Lawrence and Etienne have been there a while. And I guess it's just because they played in so many primetime big games during their, you know, little stretch here. Lawrence, this will... And not just that, but
1: they're playing in the playoff every year too. So you're getting the the ACC championship and then two playoff games, so that you're getting an extra three games a year.
0: Yeah, it's I guess what I'm saying is usually when we do these preview pods that drop on Thursday afternoon and we we are looking ahead to who Syracuse is playing, a lot of it is us letting the audience know. Okay, you might remember this guy from last year, but he left at quarterback. Now they've got this guy. Now they've got this guy at wide receiver. For Clemson, like fans just in, in an era in college football and college athletics in general, right now, where it's kind of weird to get to know players because of how often, especially in college basketball, players are darting for the next right. level and to go to the NBA. I mean, everyone knows Trevor Lawrence, everyone knows Travis Etienne. They're two of the top five Heisman frontrunners right now. In Not Lawrence's. to mention, there's
1: probably a lot of jets fans listening to this podcast as well
0: right and that's a whole nother thing i saw what roddy white said this week he said if you're trevor lawrence you just don't even go into the draft this year if the jets and and listen, number one pick syracuse
1: fans just yeah you don't have to worry about that trevor lawrence is going to the draft all right this is a completely (laughs) different era from the whole peyton manning thing where he decided to go back to tennessee an extra year this is completely different we live in a different era of how players view themselves and the, the marketing of players.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of Manning's, I'd love to see him pull an Eli Manning and just say, nope, Jets, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I can't do it. And actually, what go if to he the draft went from, still.
1: what if he said, okay, so here's the best way you play that off, though, is you do exactly what Eli did and say, I want to go to the Giants. Whereas you got to get a crosstown trade. Now, I don't know, I know in baseball, the whole crosstown trade is a big thing that's, uh, yeah. I don't know why they they don't like doing it with each other, but to each their own. But that's how you get the the state of New York to not hate you, right? And also get your way out of the worst situation because I feel like, the Giants yeah. are the alpha of New York football, right? Like there's big brother, little brother. That's in not every saying two, much, but yeah, yeah. There, but there's big brother and little brother in every two te- two team city: the Knicks, the Nets. The Yankees, the Mets, Lakers, Clippers, I mean, (laughs) Lakers, Clippers, Giants, Jets, there's a clear alpha there and there's a clear path of, of winning too. So no, you don't have to worry about it. Trevor Lawrence will be in the NFL. Syracuse will not have to face him again after Saturday. Yeah. The poor Jets fans
0: that are listening to this podcast right now, because already I feel terrible for you if you're Jets. Yeah, they're
1: dodging stray bullets right now.
0: Yeah, so hang in there, I, I feel for you if you're listening out there, and better days are maybe around the corner, I, I, you never know with these two teams, but Lawrence, the numbers so far, 15 touchdowns, one interception, and keep in mind, that's, like, he has not played all four quarters, I don't think, in any contest so far this season, their closest game, I believe, was Virginia- and that's kind of odd because they did play it. They played a decently tough schedule. They had Miami, the number seven team in the country come in, wipe
1: them. Absolutely I mean, just ran them. them out.
0: Yeah, that was, and that's, you know, for them, it's about getting past those type of games so that they can make the playoff. They've got at Notre Dame coming up, but right now it's Syracuse and Boston college for them, the next two games. And obviously there's maybe some people out there that'll say, Oh, maybe they'll look past Syracuse. There's, I mean, what would you do if Clemson lost this game? Like, it is the most outrageous thing. It's the most lopsided Syracuse has ever been in an entire matchup in their program history. And at this point, I am fully going in knowing that this game is over at halftime. And I think if you don't feel that way, you just should come to that realization now, unfortunately.
1: Right, yeah. Take the take the orange tinted glasses off. Get the Cuse the, get the juice out of your system right now. I will literally, any... Anyone that listens to this show, you can tweet me something to do. I yeah, will me do too. it if right. Syracuse wins this game somehow. I will yeah. do it.
0: it. Nothing is off the limits for me in this scenario. So Lawrence, 404 yards last year, or last week, excuse me, in the first half, only in the first half against Georgia Tech. He's probably going to play the first half. The one thing that Syracuse does have going for him in this matchup, if you're looking to maybe wager on Syracuse at 46, 46 and a half, whatever it ends up at Clemson's backup quarterbacks are banged up. They, had one of them yeah but they even was...
1: threw a punter out there last week Tim, yeah will spires right. completed two of his three passes that's a Hang better out. completion percentage than anyone we've seen this year for syracuse so oh, well, yeah I it's mean, way better <laughs> it's so it's laughable like the the punter can go out there and complete passes and yeah. and it's not like he's doing a fake play no he's literally being put in there at quarterback so and let's that, get it. That's into- just the the games that Dabo's playing right now because his team won that last game 73 to 7. This is a team <laughs> that's going to keep their foot on the gas the entirety of the game. And I don't say that from a stance of, oh, they're going to play Trevor Lawrence four quarters. Obviously they're not. They're not going to play Travis Etienne four quarters, but they're going to go out there and they're going to go out there and try to embarrass every single person they see because I feel like they feel like they don't get the respect they deserve. And while that sounds ludicrous, it also yeah, is number one in the country. warranted. <laughs> because, yeah, they're number one in the country, but everyone likes to, to pump up the SEC tires. And they say, oh, well, Clemson gets 11 gimmies a year, and then they go and then they play in the actual games in the playoff. Well, sure, they get 11 gimmies, but the way that they win these games, I don't care who you're playing. If you're playing against Power 5 competition, and, I mean, they did it against Miami and wiped the floor with them, but this is the most impressive team in the country right now that I've seen this season. Way more impressive than Alabama, even though they've got Alabama's got the bigger win over the number three team in Georgia. Way, way better than anyone I've seen. Way better than anything I will see out of the Big Ten or Pac-12. So, I mean, this is, this is Clemson's season. And Trevor Lawrence is, is probably the best player I've seen be a part of this rivalry between these two teams.
0: Yeah, it's such a scary matchup for Syracuse. I was thinking one way that maybe they could make it a little bit more respectable this week, kind of push through that Clemson wall, is by going and ordering some Built Go's. You know we talk about Built Bar all the time. Well, Built Go is the new product by the same people who brought you Built Bar. Built Go is a healthy replacement for your energy drink, but the energy is not fake. It's lasting and natural, and it helps you get through that mental or physical wall throughout the day. It is easy to consume. They've got three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, which is by far my favorite, and chocolate mint as well. So if you're a chocolate lover, these these gels are really great, and it's kind of like taking a five-hour energy, but you just don't have that crash feeling afterwards. Plus, it's natural, so it's just better for your body. Built Go, by the same people who brought you Built Bar, you can visit BuiltGo.com, use the promo code LOCKED. And that'll get you 20% off your next order. Again, use our promo code LOCKED, all one word, L-O-C-K-E-D, for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go.
1: Before we get to the Syracuse side of this matchup, there's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill. That, of course, is Coors Light. No matter what the sport is, Saturdays are your time to chill. And while I'm fully prepared for a Clemson beatdown of the Orange this weekend, I know the game will be a little bit better with a cold Coors Light in hand. It's the only beer I'm grabbing out of the fridge on game day. Coors Light is the official beer of watching any sport or team just to drink beer. So even when this game is out of hand at halftime, flip through those channels and crack open a nice cold Coors Light. With Mountain Cold refreshment, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. You won't find another beer out there that's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is the one I choose to unwind with, so when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. That's get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. So normally
0: this segment is just, what does Syracuse have to do to win this game? We're pivoting this week because of how lopsided it is. We're going to basically just play, what would be a success for Syracuse this week? To me, you start with the obvious. No injuries. Let's keep everyone healthy. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've had too many already. This is obviously a game, remember when Eric Dungy went down to Death Valley and they got waxed not that long ago, I guess right before they beat him. so maybe that was 2017 if I have my years right. 2016. That, that was 2016. Dino's
1: first year. 2017 was the win. Come on, oh, okay, you got to remember yeah, the, yeah. the year of the win. I um, know, I know. I should. But yeah, I, no, it's, it's all, amazing it all gets it jumbled. Only, Everything
0: gets meshed. Yeah. Right. It was only three years ago somehow, and I, I see the videos come up because This team that might is, be...
1: You having to watch this team maybe. Taking some of your brain cells right now. That's what I'm yeah. wondering. Is some it's, some, and that's why I magic. feel for the
0: Jets fans because they've got the overlap. Again, I, I apologize. <laughs> I'm now just twisting the knife, but um, it's amazing because I saw on circulating on Twitter this week that three years ago the win in the dome is the last regular season loss for Clemson. Like, yeah, it feels and like let's a while be honest, ago. For it's Syracuse probably
1: going to be the last regular season loss for a while a while i mean yeah. i don't know what the quarterback situation looks like for them next year but i they replenish all right they yeah, they, re- they replenish they
0: don't reload yeah it's
1: yeah it's they could lose a game next year i won't say they won't <laughs> because miami can be better florida state can be better i there, there's all these different teams that that can knock them off in the regular season but like they're still Clemson at the end of the day they're still yeah. going to have weapons so I don't know. It could be the the last regular season loss for two, three years. It really can't. Yeah, it's so sad because literally
0: at this time last year, may, okay, maybe a little over a year ago, in August 2019, Syracuse was like, Clemson fans hated Syracuse because they were the kryptonite, and there was like legit belief and legit reasoning behind that belief that Syracuse could be that team that Clemson has to worry about in the Atlantic for a lot of years to come, and that was circled on the schedule going into that Dome matchup that we thought was going to be game day until Maryland ran all over us. So anyway, I know we're just sort of looking back at the past here, but for you, what would be a success this week? I think injuries to me is is first and foremost, and just try to keep it respectable as much as possible.
1: Yeah, I've got a couple things here. So injuries, of course, you're right, is is first and foremost, but I want to see how the perceived strengths of Syracuse stack up against elite competition. We saw it in the first game with UNC. It was Sam Howell, a guy who, going into the season, was going to be a Heisman contender. Now you get to do it against not only one, but two Heisman contenders with Lawrence and with Etienne. Because while Lawrence is the heavy favorite, ETN, I mean it's a shame that he plays on the same team as Trevor Lawrence or otherwise he might be the one that could actually claim this award to some degree. So what are Syracuse's strengths? Well, obviously turnovers. They have the best turnover margin in the country. I want to see if this team can do it again against a guy like Trevor Lawrence. They picked them off twice last year and they're, you know, they're going to throw the ball a lot. Like the turnovers were down against Liberty last week. But that's because Liberty didn't throw the ball or need to throw the ball a whole lot. Is Clemson going to
0: throw it a lot?
1: I mean, I, I, I think, think they'll they just will. Run. I think because I think they can and I think they will. The, here's my thing Syracuse ends up on the Heisman tape every year, right? Like you think about Trevor Lawrence. The, when you see the Heisman yeah. highlights, always a Syracuse game. Lamar Jackson, I mean, don't even get us started. But. That
0: freaking when you hurdle. Look
1: <laughs> nightmares. Yeah. But. They are going to throw the ball a lot because that's just what they do. I mean, Trevor Lawrence threw for, what, over 400 yards or close to 400 yards in the first half alone against Georgia Tech. So they are going to throw the ball still. And they're going to bust off some big plays. But I want to see, can this team prove that they can turn over a really good quarterback? They've done it once with Sam Howell. Can they do it again with Trevor Lawrence? And on the flip side of that, this team doesn't, Give the ball away a lot either. So, can you also show that you're not going to give the ball away on the flip side? Another thing here Syracuse has the best red zone defense in the ACC. Believe it or not, best red zone defense in the ACC, 13th in the country at 72%. Let's see if you can make that red zone defense and, and continue to show that that's the strength of your team against one of the teams that is going to score the ball a lot. Now, you may not get tested a lot in that area because this Clemson team can score from far outside the red zone. They can score from 90, 80, 70, 60, 50, 40, 30 yards. Yeah. Whatever, whatever distance, they can probably get a touchdown on you from that distance. So I want to see how that plays out for the Syracuse team. And then if we do see Taj Harrison in this game, to whatever capacity it is, are we going to see him the whole game? Have they looked past the differences there? of his incident from a week ago when he's caught on camera flipping off the the, the camera crew? Or is he going to play a half? Whatever. I want to see if he can do it against the elites. You are going up against some great defensive backs. Can you prove? Because Taj Harris, I believe, leads the ACC in receiving yards. If not leads, then right. he's the leader yeah. in average yards per game. So Because he did have the bye week. So that may hurt him in the total yards, but in terms of the yards per game he he is the top dog so I want to see if Taj can do it against the elites that's going to be a real test for him and something that might determine whether or not he can dip out of school early and maybe go to the league if he can put some impressive tape on his reel from this week
0: yeah also if we do see Taj I don't want to see any more antics that would be a success for me like yeah that was one of the other things I was going to
1: get to right (laughs) play a disciplined game because yeah. we have seen the, the penalties mount up for this team, and we have seen the antics on the field and even off the sideline. One of the things that we didn't talk about, and I don't think got a whole lot of pub, was that Taj did have a blow-up on the sideline where he threw his mask into the stands. And I think Stephen Bailey from yeah. 24-7 was the one who snapped the picture of the mask like in those little seat covers that they have in the first level of the bowl at the dome. So... I want to see. This is going to be a frustrating game for a lot of people. Can you keep your cool? And if you can't, I want to see Dino just go to the next man because that that's ultimately, you should be giving some of these guys the chance to say, hey, I played against Clemson. Hey, I played against Trevor Lawrence because you're not going to win this football game. So there's no harm in Dino going out there and trying to give a bunch of guys these reps because I want to see what you can do. You're going to play out there. You're going to play loose. Let's see what you can do.
0: Yeah, I mean, Dino has been pretty straight up about the quarterback, so I'm not, like, clamor. I'm not assuming that they will play in this game. However, it's going to get ugly, and, I mean, honestly, like, you hope Rex stays healthy, but there's a chance of that, too. So maybe we will see the quarterbacks that are not named Rex that are on the roster in this game. Maybe throw out Jacoby and Morgan. It's a tough situation to put them in, and I- it's just, like, This is a nightmare. This is the number one offense in the country against the last ranked offense in the country. And that's not even just like opinion. That's stats right now that are saying that. Another note that I'd like to see in terms of what would quantify it as a success, limit big plays as much as possible because that was something we were saying as a calling card through the first three weeks when we were back in, when we were kind of hyping up this defense and Tony White and what they've done so far. We were... You know, pointing to numbers that said Syracuse has done a good job of that, it felt like they had turned a corner in that regard. And honestly, the big plays are just really tough to watch. Like, as a consumer, as a viewer, I don't want to watch another rush right up the middle untouched for 80 yards. Like that; those are the ones that sting more than when Clemson and has guess a what, we're probably dry.
1: gonna see it because yeah. you've so, made unspectacular backs look like all Americans. What's gonna right. happen when you? have an All-American in that backfield, a true All-American in that backfield now.
0: Yeah, I mean, this offense is just going to... They're going to get some big plays. I just don't want to see it be like, you know, 5'50 yarders. Like, that's going to be really demoralizing to watch. I'd like to see them make some growth in that area because, let's face it, that's probably what they worked on this week and everything. Right.
1: And speaking um, of the big plays there, too, I don't know if you saw this stat, but Pro Football Focus College had this statistic of most targets in coverage without a touchdown allowed. Did you see who that was the there? was Garrett Williams. Yeah, yes. I saw that. Garrett Williams, the leader with 30 snaps in coverage without a good. touchdown allowed. So that's a good sign for a redshirt freshman guy. Let's see if you can do it now against a guy like Amari Rogers or right. someone on the other side like Frank Ladson because Frank Ladson is one of those up-and-comers. Now he's dropped a couple touchdowns too, but... Let's see if you can do it against some of these really good receivers and keep that streak alive. I think that's another building block for success for the week too.
0: Yeah, Syracuse fans might remember Frank Ladson was the guy at the garbage time point of last year's game. He made like a top 10 nominee grab in the corner of the end zone. So I don't know. I think Clemson will probably just score at will every time on our offensive side of the ball let's just not go three and out like every possession. Like Let's show something, whether it's a Taj Harris breakout touchdown if he plays, Sean Tucker getting some positive momentum going into this matchup, let's keep it that way. And and like I said, it, I really think the injuries and just coming out of here like not totally tarnished and even more beaten down would would be a huge positive. I don't care if they lose I don't the game to hear by about 50 the or 30, post-game. really. I yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah, so... All right. Well, let's let's get into Anthony Debundo's Digits. You know him from over at The Daily Orange. He does a great job for us every single week with a little short segment on the stats to watch out for in this matchup. So, here's Debundo's
1: Digits. The numbers you need to know. Anthony Debundo
2: breaks down the biggest stats for this week's Syracuse matchup. Stats, 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 stats. Everybody. Debundo's Digits. If you ain't take it. Stick the f- the class. On the Lockdown Syracuse
1: podcast.
2: You don't need me to tell you how good Clemson football is, but I'm going to anyway. The Tigers enter Saturday's contest undefeated, having won their five games by an average of 36.4 points per game. Clemson hung 73 on Georgia Tech on Saturday, and quarterback Trevor Lawrence's afternoon was over by halftime. Tigers rank 2nd in offensive success rate, 3rd in explosiveness. They rank 4th in success rate for both passing and rushing, spearheaded by running back Travis Etienne, who the Orange will remember from his dominant performance in the Tigers' comeback win against Syracuse in 2018. Clemson's defense ranks 10th in defensive line yards, 10th in offensive line yards, 6th in points per scoring opportunity allowed, and top 20 in points per scoring opportunity on offense. The Tigers' defense has created more havoc through interceptions, sacks, fumbles, and tackles for loss than any defense in the entire country. Pittsburgh is second. There's no flaw in this Clemson team that any of its first five opponents have been able to exploit, and there's no one place that I can even point to where SU has any statistical edge except maybe in special teams. I could sound like a broken record discussing the Syracuse offense's lack of success rate, finishing drives, or ability to generate push on the O-line, but SU did have its best finishing drives game of the year against Liberty and its best line yards number. However, that could very much have to do with the weaker quality defense they faced. So I'll switch it up this week. The Orange ranked 74th of 77 on third down conversion rate in the entire country. They also rank 75th of 77 in time of possession. Their inability to convert third downs and stay on the field is killing their defense, which, schedule adjusted, is actually pretty much average in efficiency. And that's after losing multiple starters and their best player in Andre Sisko. But one potentially interesting nugget that I found courtesy of Parker Fleming on Twitter, he does some awesome data visualizations of college football analytics, and you should follow him at War. he posted a graph that charted overall team offensive efficiency with the pro football focus grades of the quarterbacks in the offense. And even though Tommy DeVito and Rex Culpepper have combined for, quote, above average quarterback play in 2020 per PFF, the SU offense is at the bottom of the nation in offensive efficiency. Now, what does that mean? Basically, according to the trend line, no team in the country has received less combined help from their supporting cast than the SU quarterbacks. That's O-line, that's running backs, receivers, they've got nothing. And I've mentioned him before on this segment, but punter Nolan Cooney continues to shine. And he's gotten plenty of reps at this position this season. Cooney leads the nation in punts per game with 7 and is 7th in the nation in overall punting average at 46.91 yards per punt. The Orange have improved their kick and punt return efficiency in 2020 as well, maintaining their consistently great special teams unit. So while the offense and the defense may be struggling, special teams serves as the lone bright spot.
0: All right, well, at least we got the special teams. We, we thank Anthony Debundo there. You continues.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> we got that going for us. I tweeted out the pro yeah. football focus grades this week, and... Cooney leads the country amongst punters, I mean. As he
1: should. I mean, we used to talk about how, okay, is there going to be a little bit of drop in production at the punter position? Because Nolan Cooney was kind of a kickoff specialist guy, more of a kicker than a punter. No, he's been fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Now, he's getting a lot of reps, too, which I think is maybe the most impressive part is that he's getting all these reps, but he's keeping his numbers up and he's being consistent through all these reps. So... That's something that's certainly promising, and he could have another. He could be another guy with an (laughs) NFL future. One of the other things that I picked up, though, from his report, from DeBondo's report, the defense really just average when you adjust the schedules and everything. I thought that was kind of interesting as well. So we've been pumping up their tires. They've, of course, been a very. Turnover-dependent defense, so that, of course, is tough to sustain at times, but when you're doing it game after game after game, you can't really make excuses, but the fact that it's really more of an average defense than a above-average defense, I thought it kind of spoke volumes.
0: Yeah, I liked your red zone stat, too. That was nice to get a, a positive stat thrown at us today on the pod, so... Yeah, we'll, um, we'll take a break here, and then we'll go into the prop shop and make our picks. Is Syracuse going to cover 46? We'll let you know in just a sec. All right, time for the prop shop as we wrap up every single week here on the Locked on Syracuse podcast. Here with you every single weekday. If you enjoy the show, tell a friend. Put in the group chat, as Ty says. Yeah. And subscribe so that you get it every single morning directly to your phone. And whatever podcast feed that you listen to, or wherever you get them, so the prop shop update after last week, I dropped hundred dollars. This is all fake money. It's all fake props. If you're new, but I went three and four, lost a hundred. I am nineteen and seventeen overall, up three ten on the year overall, and Ty went four and three. Big hit on the Taj Harris first TD. So now we've each hit that once this year. I think Taj Harris. Every time we do that bet, he is the first T D. So yeah. it would be tough. And I don't
1: I feel like he scores it almost every game, too. Like I'd yeah. have to look back. Obviously, what, they didn't have a touchdown in that first game. Um yep. and then <laughs> he's got it at least three times.
0: Yeah. We so. usually do the first T D bet. I didn't do it this week because A Taj Harris would have been tough to put odds on.
1: And right. then B, he would have been off the board, yeah.
0: Right, B. They legit might not score a touchdown, and that I I just didn't want to have to put no touchdown at like plus five hundred because that would hurt my heart a little bit. So yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um. So you are now after going plus two eighty five last week four and three. You're eighteen and eighteen overall down fifteen dollars. So I am that's three hundred. That's positive.
1: If, if anyone anyone who's a gambler knows, down fifteen is positive.
0: Yes, you're playing for free at that point. Basically, yeah. you're getting mm-hmm. free entertainment out of it. So. We begin with the same prop that we had to start last week. It is the freshman quarterbacks. How many snaps will a freshman? will all the freshman quarterbacks play in this game. We don't know if it will be Morgan first, Markowitz first. Seems like it'll be Morgan, based on how they prepped for last week. And then we don't know. Maybe Summers will play. That that would really shock me. But yeah, let's group I, I, all I don't of them see in. Summers
1: playing. But yeah. In terms of the number you set, ten and a half. A little higher than it was last week. I think last week we had, what, seven and a half was our yeah. number. But I am going to go under this week. I mm. I just, I think that Dino is going to ride Rex. Now, if there's an injury or something catastrophic, yeah, then that's... My, my number is shattered. Because then we're seeing only freshmen the rest of the way. But I think Dino is going to ride with Rex as long as he can. And even if it gets way out of hand, I still think he's going to leave Rex Culpepper in there because of the fact that that's your veteran. You you don't want your first game to be against Clemson. So I'm going to ride with the under here of 10.5. I think as long as Rex is healthy, he's going to pretty much play every single snap in this game.
0: Yeah. And by the way, Rex, I think, exceeded my expectations a little bit last week. No, he definitely did. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Three touchdowns last week is wasn't all, you know, it wasn't his fault. I, I would say there was mostly on the defense, of course. So, yeah, I'll take the under And Dino well. also
1: pointed this out last week, too, and we noticed this watching the game as well. There were a lot of dropped passes.
0: Yes. Like, his,
1: he had a bad completion percentage. I believe it was under 50%. I don't have the box score in front of me, but it should have definitely been over 50% when you factor in the drops and all that. And, I mean, the throw he had to Queely for the touchdown, I believe that was his third touchdown, That's one of the best throws I've seen him make in his entire career. So he did have some bright spots.
0: Yeah, that one drive, he looked excellent. I mean, he was dealing in that one drive. So next up on the prop shop, will a non-QB on either side, Clemson or Syracuse, throw a pass in this game? The yes, a non-QB will throw a pass is plus 200. That is the dog. The no is minus 220. So that would require you putting down 220 fake dollars to make 100 fake dollars. What are you taking?
1: I'm going to go with yes, and here's why. You bring up the injuries for Clemson in the backup QB room, and we saw Will Spires throw a pass last week as well, but here's also why I'm going to say yes. Yeah, he threw three. Three non-quarterbacks have attempted a pass in this series since Dino took over, and that's on both sides. Two for Clemson, one for Syracuse. I think we could see Dino reach into his bag of tricks a little bit here. You know, you're playing that early game. You're playing Clemson. There's going to be eyes on this game because people want to watch Trevor Lawrence. Everyone wants to get a piece of this kid before he goes to the NFL. And Dino might say, you know what, we'll roll with a trick play because he's apt to do something like that in a lot of these big games here. So I'm going to go with yes. We are going to see a non-quarterback. For one of two reasons either we might see will spires go in in a total blowout and throw a couple passes or we're gonna see dino reach into his bag of tricks i like my odds at plus 200 so i'm gonna say yes a non-quarterback will throw a pass
0: i'm gonna say yes too for the same reason i think they're due for a trick play and although we talked about how taj is a tough one to predict this week whether he's going to be out there taj was a former quarterback if i'm not right mistaken. Mm-hmm. i think
1: yeah if he plays he will be the one that tosses it by the way Nikeem, so too, since, I think, can throw. Away. Yeah, oh, Nikeem's a good one, too. Yeah. So since Dino took over at Syracuse, how many different... or I you guess different isn't the you right word. You calculated
0: this? That's awesome. So I did, <laughs> I did
1: something here. How many quarterbacks have appeared in these games? Or, I guess, people who have thrown a pass. And okay. let's, let's get something clear here. So Eric Dungy plays in 2017. He plays in 2018. That counts as two, okay? How many quarterbacks have attempted a pass... In these games since 2016.
0: So since Dino has arrived. Since will, Dino arrived. You know it was two. The first couple years there were two when Dungy got hurt, and actually three, I think, that one year that Rex started against BC. So that's at least five. Um, Devito. So there another. No, 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 year no, no, no. no, no, no. I'm saying
1: oh. I'm not saying like how many Syracuse quarterbacks have they had. I'm talking about in this matchup alone. So Syracuse Clemson. Oh gosh. In the what is it now? 4 games that they have played, 2016 through 2019. The 4 games that they played. How many guys have thrown a pass? On just With the side. No, uh, both sides, both sides. Oh,
0: wow. <laughs> um, well they've gotten hurt too, Clemson. I'd say 12, 13, something like that.
1: 20, 20 oh, wow. different pass throwers in a game have yeah. have huh. appeared.
0: Dang, how many so, I found that for very Syracuse. interesting cuz I was
1: going through the box scores and I'm looking for all these non-quarterbacks, because I feel like I remember a lot of them happening during these games, and I was like, "Wow, there are a lot of guys logging passes." And so I decided to do a count. Boom, twenty.
0: Wow, that's a lot. All right. Now remember well, that includes
1: Dungy twice and and Lawrence yeah. a couple times. So okay, but still makes
0: sense. Yeah. So Lawrence is the next prop here. Will he throw a pick? You mentioned the two picks last year. I said yes at plus 200, no at minus 220, same odds here as the last prop bet, and I I really don't see Trevor Lawrence throwing a pick in this game. He's only going to play a half. He threw one pick last week, and he literally told the reporters after the game, like, yeah, that kind of bummed me because I was trying to go the entire season without throwing a pick. That was a goal of mine. Imagine being that good that that's what what you're worried about, so... He's only got one pick on the year. I know Syracuse turns it, you know, produces a lot of turnovers, but I don't think he's going to throw picks in back-to-back weeks, especially considering he'll probably play just a half. So I'm going to take the no at the minus two twenty.
1: I'm going to say yes here, and I think that Syracuse is going to take an aggressive approach to this defense, and that is because that's the only way you really stand a chance. And why not? Like get these guys in positions to say. Yeah, I picked off Trevor Lawrence back in the day. So he throws the two last year. I think that we could see a guy like Trill, because again, this might be the last time he goes up against, well, he could play against him in the NFL too, but this is going to be the last time he plays against him in college. So I'm going to go with yes, and I'm going to give you a super pick here of Trill Williams will be the guy to pick him off.
0: Okay, cool. Next up, one of our favorite, Syracuse sacks allowed. We had to bump it up a lot this week. We both hit on the under last week, just three allowed against Liberty. I set the over-under at six and a half because Clemson is Clemson.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of stuck here because I think Syracuse might try to show commitment to the run game, but can you really show commitment to the run game when when you're you're down down four scores in the second quarter? So... Um, I'm going to go with yes, uh, or I guess the over here, over six and a half for the Sacks. The Clemson defensive line is obviously mega talented, and the Syracuse offensive line is far from spectacular.
0: Hopefully we don't get any Coda Martin uh, viral videos on. Remember when Coda just got blasted by one of the Clemson edge rushers. Yeah, absolutely dumped. Yep. Yeah, so hopefully that doesn't happen. I'm going to take the over as well. And then one of our final prop bets before we get into our predictions and the game spread slash total, we've got when will they show the Dino Babers package on him beating Clemson? That includes probably the speech, just that whole cutaway highlight thing that's like, remember this three years ago in the Dome and Dino Babers' last regular season win? I'm figuring they're going to show this at some point, and they're probably going to show it early. Mm-hmm. So over under, I set a five-minute mark of the first quarter. If it is 4.59 first quarter, you don't get it if you take, obviously, the the before that point, which I am going to take. I think they throw this in in the early portions because it's such a easy storyline to put out there.
1: So just to clarify, it's five minutes on the clock, not five minutes into the quarter, so not the 10-minute oh, right. mark. Yeah, I right. misspoke. No, five not,
0: minutes on uh, the clock, yep.
1: Okay, perfect. I'm going to join you on there. I think it is going to be before that five-minute mark on the first quarter clock. I mean, you feel like it goes in there probably the first or second Syracuse drive, and Syracuse will have had two drives by that five-minute mark just because Clemson's going to score in rapid succession. So, yes, I will join you. I'm going to say before that five-minute mark.
0: All right, the moment we've been waiting for. The game spread we see as we're recording this is 46 so, which way do you lean here? I mean, I'll give you my prediction. I I think they will cover, but it'll still be an ugly game. I'm going to say Syracuse does not score at all in this game, kind of similar to Dungy in that 2016 season when they went down to Death Valley. But I don't think Clemson, considering they don't have any backup quarterbacks that are 100% at least, and they don't really have a need to just continuously run up the score again— I would say 41-0 is where I've landed on the score here. And then Clemson will basically do all that in the first half, and there won't be much to watch outside of will the freshman quarterbacks play in the second half.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna skirt against you here. I'm gonna go with yes, Clemson does cover the number of 46. 63 to 7 is the the score that I've got for this game, which puts me over the, the 61 and a half that's set as the total as well. I just, yeah, I I think they start running, they start running early and they they break off a lot of those big runs with Travis Etienne and then whoever wants to follow after that. We're going to see a lot of them because let's be honest, Syracuse has made guys who would be the fifth and sixth string running backs look like absolute stars out there on the field. So I don't think it matters who's running the ball when you've got, especially when you've got the offensive line weapons that Clemson recycles in year after year after year. I, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of points for the Tigers and yes, an ugly one and the 46 gets covered 40 to one underdog. So if you're looking to, I mean, it's literally like playing the lotto. That's a right? season like, future. Like yeah, I, I, we don't have the odds yet for college basketball. I don't think, but I would guess Syracuse basketball to win it is all. Yeah. shorter than a 40 to one. Um, pick right. to to win the national championship.
0: Yeah. You're probably spot on there. 40-1 I've never seen before against two power conference teams. Now, I I think another reason why I would take them to cover, they played the Citadel and won 49 nothing. So, I mean, we got to be better than the Citadel, right? Like, I guess Georgia Tech was worse. You would hope. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Well, we will be following the game. We will be live tweeting the game and all the injury updates beforehand, everything like that. You can find us on Twitter, our username at lo underscore Syracuse, or you can just search on Syracuse." Should pot up, pop up if you put it in the Twitter search bar. But I was gonna say, enjoy the game. I mean, just you know, maybe if it's a nice day in Syracuse, get out and, and enjoy your time with your family this week. But hopefully, they This make might it be a pumpkin
1: patch week. Yeah.
0: Yes. Oh, good call. That'd be that'd be ideal. Go to Apple the
1: pumpkin picking patch. week. Yeah. Pumpkin patch. Do do what you want. This is a yeah. this is a family weekend.
0: All right, well, thanks for listening, as always. Feel free to rate, review, and subscribe, and we'll talk to you guys next week.